This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Back. Well, as we head towards the municipal elections next Monday, we continue to look at some of the races where two incumbents are facing off against each other as a result of the reduction in the number of wards. Today, we are zeroing in on Ward 6. That is the new Ward 6. And joining me now, Councillor James Pasternak and Councillor Maria Ajameri. Hi to both of you. Thanks Hi, for Libby. joining us. Hi, Maria. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How's everyone else? Okay. Now, I, I have to congratulate you both on coming uh, on together and on doing this in a collegial way. You know, we've been calling around, and uh, there are some uh, who will refuse to come on together. And, and the worst was not only were there two who refused to come on together, but they said each of them said they would only agree if they came on second, which I think is ridiculously oh, childish. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, that's too bad. That's <laughs> you, very you, unfortunate. I, I, I won't have to be tempted too much to name names either. But um, both of you, let's uh, start with Councillor Pasternak. What's your reaction, and uh, why should people vote for you? Well, I think it's very important to look at the investments and uh, the, um, the accomplishments that I've made in less than eight years, less than two terms. It's uh, in, in Ward 10, we've made major investments in stopping basement flooding, uh, in forestry, uh, in recreation. We've upgraded and improved almost every playground set. Uh, we've uh, allocated funds to local schools for upgrading their playgrounds. And we've made sure our roads are safer and our pedestrians are safer. And this is, a, this is obviously a full-time commitment. We've redone uh, our uh, recreation center with a $4.5 million investment, and we have plans to redo our library as well. So this takes a lot of, a lot of effort, lobbying at City Hall to get the funds. I sat on the budget committee. Uh, I chaired the community development and recreation, and I'm on the mayor's team. So when you combine the, the political piece uh, with the activism in the community, we managed to make great strides in Ward 10, and, and I'm hoping to bring that success to, uh, to the old Ward 9. Okay. Maria Ajumeri, um what about you? Why should people vote for you? I consider myself a fighter. I fight bad development. I'm uh, very inclusive of community groups. Uh, everything major that is to be decided in my ward, I do with a community panel that I draft of local stakeholders. Communities are very important to the neighborhood, and so our decisions are made neighborhood-wide. I've brought in a new library, Jane and Shepherd. I've uh, helped make the hospital a reality. I think if it weren't for George Smitherman and I working together, the hospital at Keel and Wilson would not be there. At the last moment, we saved it. Uh, been working towards Subway for a long, long time. First voted in 1988 for what became the York University Subway. Um, long-time fighter 
for tenants in my community. Um, I'm planning to build uh, hundreds of nursing homes on the Canada lands uh, portion of Downview Park. And I think that's going to, going to be one of the greatest investments ever in our community. Uh, okay, Maria, why should people vote for you as opposed to Councillor Pasternak? Oh, that's really unfair. Uh, uh, Councillor Pasternak is a gentleman. He does his work well. I mean, we all do. Um, I'm not going to tell people how to vote. Um, our records stand as on their own. I mean, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I fight bad development, and I'm going to continue doing that. I put in a BIA, a business improvement area, on Wilson Avenue, um, uh, west of uh, the Allen. I want to do that east of the Allen, and I'm committed to doing that, to bring in more neighborhood beautification. Okay, well, well, still, the two of you don't agree on everything. So, Councillor Pasternak, uh, what advantage do you think? I mean, you know, if you're at the door talking to somebody, why should they vote for you as opposed to Councillor Ajamari? Well, I feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, Councillor Ajamari and I worked together for eight years. I was her co-chair at the uh, North York Community Council, and uh, we were we were able to get uh, those meetings done effectively and efficiently. Clearly, I support the mayor's uh, policy of no tax increases above the rate of inflation. I support tax increases at or below the rate of inflation. Low taxes uh, protect seniors and make sure they can stay in their home and protects young families uh, looking to own a home. At the same time, I've been working with the Advent Church to develop a seniors community in and around the Bathurst Finch area. Uh, two long-term care facilities and assisted living facilities have gone up. We've worked with them closely to make, uh, make that happen. Also, a big supporter of affordable uh, ownership and rental. Uh, which we've done uh, in a transformative way in the Tippett Regeneration Area. We've made sure that our uh, many of our facilities are fully accessible uh, for those with disabilities and seniors with mobility issues. And as a background, I uh, was with the Canada Association for the 50-plus before I came, became a city councillor. I was always plugged into seniors' issues and uh, was a key player in Toronto Senior Strategy as Chair of, of Community Development and Recreation. Well, that's, a, of course, a big issue for us. Um, Maria, what are the key differences between the two parts of the ward that are now coming together? Uh, is it a demographic difference? Are there different interests that, you, that whoever very, wins? It's a very multicultural and multilingual ward. Um, Generally, uh, people want to live in their homes as long as possible. So what I've been able to come up with in the last decade is a program that I've worked with at the city to expand to keep seniors in their homes as long as possible so that I do thousands of appeals every year um, for seniors and the disabled. Uh, For example, if you earn a family income of less than $50,000 a year, a household income, you can get... uh, all the money back from your water bill um, for, in terms of increase, all the increase back. And if you learn, earn less than, I've forgotten the number now, it might be 43000 but I don't remember right now, mm-hmm. uh, you can get the money back on all the increase for the property tax bill. So we go door-to-door in my office and we fill out these forms and help seniors, especially those who are homebound, um, so we've had great success with that program to just to bring this extra edge, this extra advantage to seniors and the disabled. James, is that yeah. any different than what you are doing? Well, I mean, we share many of the same the same values. I mean, I was on the TTC 
uh, for some time. And during that period, uh, I supported the extra funding to, to Wheeltrans, uh, the extra funding to um, third-party uh, contractors uh, who, who supply Wheeltrans-type services through their vans and, uh, and through their cabs. And we worked very hard to make sure that the Toronto Senior Strategy has the funding it needs uh, for success. There's no point in developing. What do you see as the differences in the two old wards that are coming together now? Well, clearly, uh, Maria's correct. There's some ethnic differences. Uh, my, my community is uh, a mix of uh, Jewish, Italian, uh, Filipino, and Russian-speaking. Uh, Maria's is, is a, also a, a, a mix of uh, Italian, uh, Vietnamese, uh, Filipino, uh, Afro, Afro-American. Um, so they are very diverse, but whoever wins has an enormous responsibility to bring these two wards together into one big community. And it's been, it's, it's been a, a total paradigm shift, a cultural shift. Uh, from merging these two wards in a very short period of time. Um, it, it's been a challenge to wake up one morning and find you've got 50,000 new constituents. Um, Maria, it sounds like you did la- very labor-intensive work going door-to-door and making sure that the older people in your community know about the programs that they can access to help them stay it in is, their home. It is. I'm, I'm actually uh, one of the most hands-on counsellors. Um, it's it's almost impossible to be that way, though, for 100,000 people. Well, I was going to ask, do you have a plan? How do you keep delivering that service when uh, well, your numbers... we're going to have to hire a lot of help. We're going to have to hire a lot more staff. Um, so it's not going to be uh, a money-saving um, uh, endeavor at all. I don't think people realize that. If people thought that this move on the part of the Premier was going to save money, um, they're going to have a rude awakening. Yeah, I, I would, I would yeah, sort of concur. It's impossible. Uh, it's impossible. Yeah, we're going to have to add new staff. And my um, yeah. my plan is right now I have a, a, a affordable housing, a seniors housing point person. I'm going to expand that role so that we can uh, really reach out to our diverse seniors community to make sure they understand all the programs that are available to them. Because you can have the greatest programs in the world, but if people don't know about them, I can't access them. They're not really doing the job they're supposed to do. Okay, I'm going to take a call from Salem in Mississauga, or Salem. Hello? Yes, uh, name is Salem, S-A-L-E-M. Thank Hi, you Salem. For, yep. for putting such Hi, a Salem. great show. I always enjoy what you say and Thank what you, you. do. Uh, the question to uh, the lady guest, I heard something about uh, I can get uh, some refund from my water bill and from the property tax. Yes. I live in Mississauga. How do I do that? I don't think Mississauga has no, this Mississauga program. <laughs> this is a program that I worked with uh, the staff of the city for the last 10 years. And the, Toronto, uh, the Toronto city, right? Yep. Yes. They're saying uh, not in Mississauga. You'll uh, have to, to uh, talk to Mayor Bonnie Crombie or your local councillor and yeah. try to get that in. But this is for Toronto. Very good. Thank oh. you for your help. I wish you a pleasant day. Okay, okay. thanks, Sam. You're very welcome. Take care, Sam. Okay, we have to take a quick break. Uh, James Pasternak and Maria Ajameri, please hold on while we have our break. I'm going to give the numbers again if you have uh, questions for them, and obviously uh, this applies to Toronto, the programs they're talking about. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and uh, we'll be right back. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am talking to Councillor James Pasternak, Councillor Maria Ajameri, who are facing off against each other in Monday's municipal election, and may I say, doing so very respectfully, which we like to see. I'm going to go right to the phones, and we have a question from Larry, who is in Pasternak's current ward. Hi, Larry. Hi. Hello to your guests, and um, I'd like to put in a little bit of a plug for Louise, Louise Russo, who's running uh, in that ward. Anyways, um, <clears throat> Mayor Tory is proud of the fact that 7,000 uh, tickets were given on the King Street pilot project. Yet up here, you have to be drunk and kill somebody before you get the attention of a traffic cop. Traffic cops have totally disappeared from uh, North York. There used to be the odd radar. It's not there anymore. And uh, they, they don't seem to do anything about it. Totally, they've abrogated their duty to... Uh, enforcing traffic laws. Uh, Larry, uh, can I ask you, uh, do you feel threatened as a pedestrian? What's, what's, no, I'm, where... a, I'm, a, I'm more of a driver. But, um, you know, when there's six inches, a car six inches off your bumper, and they're speeding, and they pass you on the side streets. You're right, you're right. No, he's making a very valid point. The traffic chaos on our main arterial roads yep. and in our neighborhoods is, is out of control. Well, and what are you doing only... about it? Well, the only way to address it is with various provisions uh, for traffic calming, uh, such as lowering speed limits. Well, what's, what's it? And that's what we're doing. We're putting in speed humps. We're doing uh, traffic signals. We're restricting turns into neighborhoods. Well, and we're doing enforcement. The speed limits haven't been reduced uh, at all in the uh, eight years that you've been counselor. Actually, that's not correct. We've reduced uh, speed limits on dozens of streets in Ward 10. Well, and we actually have a great relationship with uh, with. 32 division for enforcement. I've seen officers uh, on a number of different side streets that are problematic recently, and it's a and it's uh, it's a great uh, great way to get people to obey the rules of the over the road. Larry, you say you don't see any enforcement? Absolutely none. Absolutely none. There used to be some. That's how I noticed it. There used to be a little. Now there's nothing. Well, that's just not correct. I mean, there's uh, I see officers on uh, the whole North Quincy. York area is see, like that now. I see. Well. I mean, sure. Uh, there could we use more? Of course, we could. Uh, we have to make sure that the roads are safe for pedestrians, cyclists, seniors, uh, walkers, everything. Well, this uh, is especially true since uh, John Tory has been mayor. They've got enough cops for uh, pilot projects that gives out seven thousand tickets. And as I said, I, I I can't remember the last time I saw anybody getting pulled over or a radar enforcement. Okay, Larry, thanks You're Thanks welcome. for your Bye. call. We hear you. Uh, uh, James and Maria, do you have any say in, in where the cops do their enforcement? I can talk a little bit about 31 Division, which is the division that I've been working with. Um, and what I find is that we need them more around the school zone areas um, to try to keep the kids safe. Um, there was uh, an accident which ended up in the death of a kindergarten girl uh, in, in Ward 9 because uh, her father was with her and uh, it was, she was getting in to the car on the wrong side, on the road side instead of the sidewalk side of the car. Um, a number of circumstances which we won't go into, but it could happen anywhere. 
the police officer was there earlier on. They cannot be there all the time. The property taxes would have to skyrocket more than double if you want a cop on every corner. Perhaps we can figure out a way to make uh, school sites uh, the top priority. But I've been to them, and I've seen them. I'm sorry for saying this, but many times the parents themselves are the culprits. Well, yeah, there's there's this sort of crazy scramble to drop them off and and pick them up. Um, Yeah, it doesn't sound like that was Larry's issue, but, you know, there's a a perception issue. You know, you, you may have seen cops around, but if they're not in the area that he drives in, his perception is, is what he encounters, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Well, that's, uh, it's, it's very true, and, and it's true. Police, police services and their resources are stretched very thin, uh, and we need, we are adding 200 more officers, but um, there, there's, there's no doubt that enforcement uh, of our various um, speed limits and turn restrictions and, and stop lights and signals is is crucial and the school zones is as maria just mentioned are, are vital uh we're bringing in uh higher fines lower speed limits and various signage and crosswalks uh to make sure that uh those have the protection that they need okay One let's uh, let's that we're take sorry that we're taking the traffic the um crossing guards away from police and taking it on to city council so we'll have more control over that program Okay, let's uh, hear one last quick call from Christina in Toronto. Hello, Christina. Hi there. How are you? Fine. Quickly, please. (laughs) We have minimum winter temperatures for residential tenancies. When are we going to get maximum uh, temperatures for residential tenancies in the summer? Okay, thanks, Christina. I'm going to let them respond also uh, relatively quickly. Let's start with Maria. It's a public health issue, so we can work with our public health team and our public health nurses because we have an excellent medical officer of health. And um, we should, if tenants are not happy, we should present um, a unified front in front of a, a tenant before a tenant advocacy committee, which I'm sure we will be setting up in the new city council. James? Yeah, there's there's no doubt. We currently have various uh, landlord restrictions on um, how high a temperature can go, how low a temperature can go. That's built into our bylaw system. Um, enforcement is a, is a problem. Some of these aging buildings can't control uh, the temperatures uh, that, to the degree that they would like. This is something uh, that, that the next term has to grapple with. We've got to come up down with a firm policy, working with the province, making it embedded in the Landlord and Tenant Act, and making sure we have the resources to enforce. Uh, James, uh, I have a question, and this both of you referred to the fact that you will need more staff to maintain the kind of service. Uh, yes. Are there caps on your budget? What kind of approvals? Oh, uh, Maria, I think that's... Uh, I'm not sure well, whose line that it is. Will, it will have to be revisited starting in January. I mean, we can't go on to represent double the number of constituents with uh, only half the staff that we need. So the the budgets will have to be expanded. Well, yeah, I mean, but who, if you want to serve people, you have to pay for it. Whose who's approval is that, James? Is it well, uh, the we'll, province? We'll, or? Probably, we'll probably send that off to the clerk's office to come back yes. with recommendations on our staffing 
uh, staffing levels. But it's important to remember that even though the province uh, took the logic that, well, if MPs can handle this population and this geographical areas, and so can city councillors. But that's really a mythology. City yep. councillors ha- handle dozens and dozens of, of micro-issues that affect the day-to-day lives of seniors and families of individuals that our federal counterparts, with all due respect, do not handle. And the flow of calls, I mean, we're getting, you know, close sometimes up to 100 emails and calls a day. Um, and that kind of volume, uh, these the good working taxpayers of Toronto deserve a response. And, and staffing levels will have to be reviewed. Okay, that is all the time we have for a fight back for today. Thank you, James Pasternak, Maria Ajameri, and good luck to you both in Monday's election. Thank you very Thank much, you. Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.